0: The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on 6:30 Chad. Earn Scotia Rewards points for travel with the
1: new Scotiabank Passport Visa Infinite card. Visit ScotiaBank.com/passportinfinite for more details.
0: Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 jet Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. I'm happy.
1: I'm happy. I'm happy. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you.
0: Hey, Jayla and I. Hi,
1: Andrew Gross.
0: I think I gave all my happiness away days ago, but it'll return. No,
1: today's um, International Day of Happiness. That's right. Happy.
0: How are you celebrating?
1: Playing Pharrell.
0: And leaving early. That's right. Short show this afternoon. We're taking on Carolina in Carolina. So we'll be off the air at 3.30 to make way for the City Ford Face-Off show.
1: 3.30.
0: How exciting is that? (laughs) (laughs) And Thursday, let's not uh, forget Thursday, we're going to have live coverage of the uh, budget. Are you going to be here? I'm going to try. I think I will be. As long
1: as you know, like... Bad, super bad weather.
0: Yeah, time. it's. Okay. Uh, I have to go to Unity, Saskatchewan tomorrow, so it's about a four-hour drive, and then uh, the show and four hours back. So I should get back around midnight, one in the morning. Should be fine. Should be okay. Yeah, as long as the highways are good.
1: Yeah, awesome. That's that's great news. Great, yeah, great news. Not sure. Sh-
0: sure about the whole... The budget doesn't come down until actually 3.30, and we have a hockey game.
1: That's right, so we'll be kind of... Uh, it'll, it'll be a condensed... It will be condensed, be condensed yeah. budget, and then you'll have to uh, just kind of keep listening through the, uh, through the newscast, right. but they start talking around 3.15, they do all the formalities and that sort of stuff, <laughs> yeah. and then as soon as as uh, the finance minister, Joe Cece starts talking, we can give you all the details because Scott Johnson will be in right. lockup all morning.
0: There you go, and of course, that's a busy day anyways, right? You've got Gord, uh, we've got Gord. At- we've got Gord. Two, as we do every Thursday. Trevor Toom's going to come in and uh, talk to us. Polly That's sci-fi. the dog sled guy? No, that's who's, No, no. A political, political science. Yeah. That makes more sense yeah. on Budget Day.
1: Now, we did talk to Aaron Peck, the, the fellow yes. who was in uh, the Iditarod a few weeks back, and we had planned <laughs> on talking to him tomorrow, but they've um, left Alaska, and they're going to be in a no-cell phone, phone That's the
0: dog sled guy. Aaron Peck, yeah. Makes way more sense. Yeah. Although you could ask, he's a regular guy. You could ask him about the budget if he's available Thursday.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, it'll be next week. We're, we're talking <laughs> All right, about okay. to, to Aaron. So All it's right, making perfect. making happy today, mister,
0: um, that you're done at 3.30. Yeah, I suppose. That's, you know what, I enjoy radio so much that it's not good news to ha- not have the full four hours to enjoy it. I, uh, <laughs> you know what, here's the thing. I really enjoy getting off early. And I really enjoy hockey nights because Mm -hmm. I enjoy watching hockey. But I did something over the weekend I've never done before. Oh, what's that? Didn't watch the game.
1: Oh. I think we did for some reason. Yeah. Well, not for some reason, but we did. I think it was just we were home.
0: And it was on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did see an article. I watched a
1: really bad, sorry, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore movie.
0: Don't tell me it was The Wedding Singer. It wasn't. Because that's not a bad movie. It wasn't
1: The Wedding Singer. This one came out in 2014. Oh, what
0: was it? Oh, is this the one where he loses, she loses her memory every time? No, and he has to, no. Um, how many movies have they been in together? A lot. Wow.
1: Um, and Coach was like, this is such a bad movie. But I then I became invested in it and I said, okay, you have to tape the rest of it. Well,
0: what was the storyline?
1: Um... His wife died of uh, cancer. It was left with uh, three girls. Her husband left her. Left with two boys. So it was a comedy. He went on a first date. They okay. didn't get along. It was quite bad. All oh, that sort of yeah. stuff. And then,
0: sort sure of half remember something that.
1: kind of came up that they ended up on an African safari trip at the same place.
0: Seems reasonable. Yeah, so I think I kind of sort of remembered that movie. I forget what it was called, but. Yeah. It's like uh déjà vu all over again when you watch because you know it's sort of like uh what's his name there uh I want to That,
1: s- that uh, Tom Cruise guy.
0: Tom Cruise guy, yeah. yeah. It's basically the same plot with different characters. But in the end they find that they love they each find other. That they love each other. Yes. Sometimes uh what's his name sings at the end uh what was it in wedding singer who's the uh, boy I'm so tired I can't remember anything today. You know, white wedding Billy Idol. Billy Idol, yeah. Billy Idol in that like, African one?
1: <laughs> Uh, no, water. Billy Idol.
0: Well, that's why it fell apart right there. That's why it fell short. No, Billy short. Idol wasn't in this one, no. Okay. There are ways to make yourself happier, apparently.
1: They tell us, um, yeah, there was there was a list, by mm. the way, Chadville. So listen up if you're looking to increase your happiness quotient. Spend wisely. This is an
0: interesting can one. You, can I just tell you something? <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm just planning this wedding for... Uh, my my stepson mm-hmm. and his fiance, because they're in Tokyo and the wedding's in my backyard, so Coach and I are planning this wedding. Yeah, Spending wisely is tricky when it comes to weddings.
0: Well, it's just gotten out oh. of hand. How many times have we done shows about the cost of weddings and now here you are in the midst of it. Now, are you having to... Well, I shouldn't ask. It's personal. I was going to ask, are you footing the bill for this? Because shouldn't he...
1: Uh, well, we're helping. Oh, okay. Yes,
0: but there's the planning do. and the add-ons, and she I lives understand. in Tokyo, so no, he no, has I got an no idea
1: what kind of tent, <laughs> tent that he needs to get for the backyard. What kind,
0: or, what kind of tent? Or the
1: fact that you have to actually bring in porta potties. <laughs>
0: I can just see his now his his her family going to be here.
1: Her mom uh-huh. and her sister and her sister's husband and children.
0: And have they all been to Canada before? Never. Oh, nice. And so they when they hear English. your plans, really? No. Well, this is going to be entertaining. <laughs> when they have uh, they hear your plans of getting a tent, are they like, is that to keep the moose out? Like, do they know they anything would about? Love
1: if a moose showed up.
0: It's a possibility out of the ranch. It's one of the
1: reasons why, the moose has shown up in the backyard uh, last summer. Um, it's one of the reasons why she wanted very much to get married on Canada Day. She <laughs> really? can't wait to be a Canadian.
0: Uh, well, on Canada Day, the moose dance, so that's do, something that's to what tell we her. And we are going to tell her. Yeah, yeah.
1: And maybe sing later on in the evening. <laughs> or that could just be her mother-in-law, so there you
0: go. There you go. <laughs> Blended, I think the movie was called.
1: Okay. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. All yeah, right. Thank so you. spend wisely, it says.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, it refers to a study that I actually, one day when you were here, we sort of picked apart that study. So it was an an interesting one because, you know, the the theory was, uh, does money make you happy, Mm -hmm. right? And it turns out that it all depends on how you spend the money. And that's what they're referring to here in this article is that if you spend it on material possessions, you'll find yourself less satisfied than if you spend it on experiences. Experiences. So it doesn't really matter how much you spend. It matters more on what you spend Mm -hmm. it on. So yeah, you could buy yourself a new house or... Uh, I, I'm remembering the study from from months ago, but it was basically that if I bought myself a brand-new high-end sports car, it wouldn't bring me the happiness that a vacation would because I don't really care about cars. So it's not about owning...
1: Yeah, but if it was something, I guess, that you really, really liked, right?
0: Right, right. But they're saying that experiences yeah. reach
1: and, and, greater satisfaction. And I think... I... I would agree with that, and I've be, I've come to embrace that more and more as I'm as uh-huh. I'm getting a little bit older. At, at one point, I wanted stuff. Now yeah. I want to experience stuff.
0: I want less stuff, honestly. Yeah, I want to be able to f- feel as though I could pack a bag and go in a. 10 minute, you know?
1: <laughs> Except for all of your uh, security
0: system and your computer stuff. I'll flip one switch and be out the back door. So, yeah, spend wisely. They recommend, uh, as I say, experiences over possessions. Uh, that doesn't necessarily, by the way, have to mean travel. It could mean any kind of experience. Like you've always, you know, you could go to a, a charity auction and buy that package where you get to skate with the Oilers or yeah. whatever, like that kind of thing. Uh, they say that it will... Uh, uh, bring you greater happiness. Stay social being another one. And this is based on um, a UK study. After looking at 15,000 people mm-hmm. aged 60 or over, researchers found that taking part in social activities like going to the movies, uh, being a member of a club or getting involved in a volunteer group was more, one of the most effective ways of boosting feelings of happiness. And that again is getting rid of the feelings of isolation feeling mm-hmm. as though you're connected to other people in other ways.
1: You get to know different people yeah. and get to learn about other people and in this one we all know that we should be doing but uh, <laughs> some of us are some of us aren't at all. Keep moving Yeah. so do some exercise eh? they're saying even a minimal level of exercise could boost happiness even when you feel like you're not even working out. So maybe even just going for a light walk, something sure. like that
0: Just feeling as though you're doing something to contribute towards your well being, mm-hmm. Is enough to give you well being. It's funny because oftentimes, and we said this the other day when talking to, I think uh, it was the concussion doctor, uh, but a lot of times what mom told you was true. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of laying around your bedroom, go for a walk, throw a football around. Any, It really doesn't matter what the level of activity is, just doing something just will make out you my feel hair. good.
1: So um, far, book a holiday. Yeah,
0: so far I was going to say, I'm, I think I might be O for 3. So far, uh, book a holiday is something I like to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, we know
0: that. Yeah. Well, thank you for that little
1: Well, no, it wasn't because we know (laughs) that because I I like to do it too, right? right? Uh, They say that travel can bring more happiness than a new job, getting engaged, or even one's wedding day.
0: Really? Yeah. I I could uh, see that. It doesn't refer to it specifically in the study, but I could see that because it's not just about the experience of traveling. It's not just about that day you get on the plane or, or board the boat or whatever. It's also about planning it, anticipating it, um, and then enjoying it as it's happening. So a vacation that you book for three months from now gives you three months of excitement that you're going. And I you're think going.
1: when you're there and you're doing it, you're doing these other things that have already been listed. Well, True. maybe not spend wisely, but you're moving, <laughs> you're keep, you're keeping moving, you're, you're being social, that sort of stuff. And then this next one, reduce screen time.
0: Well, we hear it time and time again, <laughs> don't we? That it's just not good for your health. It's not good for your physical or mental health. It makes you feel isolated and alone. And even when you're on platforms that interact with other people, if you're not there with them, it has, doesn't have the same benefits. I, I can see that. And and the light thing, how many times have we talked about that as well, that, that that blue light or whatever is not conducive to getting a good night's rest? Like, screen time is just a problem.
1: Yeah, but we're all a, super attached to it. Um, again, yeah. I'm still trying to do make a better effort, too, when I get home after work is is leave that um, that iphone in my purse or put it upstairs in the bedroom just so can connect with my husband or my family well listen to
0: this a study out of uh danish study uh looks specifically at facebook Mm. and determined that taking a week away from facebook actually had a recognizable and um and noticeable effect on the feelings of happiness Mm -hmm. and i I can see that whether it's facebook or twitter it really doesn't matter or instagram whatever It, it even when there's something funny or interesting, it, it becomes a rabbit hole, right? So you, you read one, you're like, oh, that's a funny video or whatever, and then you read that, and then you read the third one and it's like, Oh, who is this idiot? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can't help but... I,
1: I find that way with Twitter. Facebook doesn't bother me near so much because if yeah. I start or I'll look at whoever it is that's posting, I'm like, oh, I'm, not even just going, I'm not even going to read that and just go past it. Twitter is the one that I find just so filled with vitriol and, and, and hate mm-hmm. and, um, you know, pretty much Facebook for me is to grab uh, news stories and I uh, yeah. I'll share them onto my page so I can read them later. Mm-hmm. Number one. Uh, number two. And uh, funny dog videos. And really, that's that's a lot of what Facebook is. Whereas Twitter, um, you know, everyone does different things with Twitter. I look at some of the other, for example, the other hosts across the radio network, Mm -hmm. of course, radio network, and I can't believe how much they put on there. And I'm thinking, when are you spending any time on yourself or with your family, with your husband, with your wife, with your pets, with your kids? It's mind-boggling to me. And I get, okay, it's part of the job. Um, I think... um, whether it was right or wrong, um, we haven't made it a part of no, we have our job. Although no. they have said, "Hey, listen, would you want to <sighs> do the afternoon news Twitter thing?" I'm like, "No, I'm not really I'm not sure really. about that." No. Um, I, again, for me, that's you know, staying in contact and uh, with you know friends down in New Orleans or down in the states or reading some news every once in a while. But I'm I'm really it's really getting me down.
0: Well, I always feel as though any social media, but Twitter specifically should be, it should, it should have content. So I, I'm not really a big fan of saying, um, Hey, we just talked to this person or, yeah. y- you know, yeah. it, cause if you listen to the show, you know, we just talked mm-hmm. to that person. And,
1: and I get, I guess it's a promotional thing as yeah. well. Hey, coming up, this person did whatever, but meh. anyway, I just, uh, it, it, for when me. your life when your life is already pretty consumed mm-hmm. by social media because of
0: your job, it's yeah. like I don't want
1: to take on anymore. I remember when Well you know
0: what they say, never Google yourself. Yeah. If, if you're in media, never Google yourself.
1: Well, when they first told us about Facebook and Twitter and how we were going to have to do this as a part mm-hmm. of our jobs, and the number of people like, now I don't want to do it, um, and then we ha- it just was simple, matter of fact, to the mm-hmm. point where they're like, if you don't have a social media profile yeah. presence, you probably won't get a job.
0: Yeah, it's true. And, and the thing with me and Twitter, I, I, I like Twitter the least, although I use it the most. Mm-hmm. And what I specifically don't like about Twitter, I know that there's the hate and the Mm -hmm. whatever, and I block those people because I just want to see it in my feed and I don't want anyone I follow to retweet it so I see it. I just don't need the hate in my life. It's the inappropriateness and rudeness that I don't like almost callous rudeness Mm -hmm. where they're not trying to be hateful Uh, and the best example I can think of is just over the weekend, you know, Mike McDonald dies Mm -hmm. Um, and somebody puts up, a comedian puts up you know, the king of Canadian comedy passed away at age 63 over the weekend. It's a loss to the comedy community and one of the first comments was Am I the only guy who didn't find him funny? Okay, if you didn't find him funny, that's cool. Mm. Why did you feel the need to comment that? You know, why, because why did that's you...
1: what it's all about.
0: I mean, can you imagine being at a funeral and saying to the widow, uh, you know, in front of the car? Yeah. Because you know the widow's going to read all those, right? Mm. You know that. It's on social media. She's mm-hmm. obviously going to want to know what people are saying about her husband who passed away f- 20 hours earlier. Can you imagine walking up to the widow at the funeral and saying, you know, am I the only guy who didn't like him? The, it, just it, it keep it to yourself
1: Well, yeah keep it to yourself or you know down the road somewhere down the road sure. you know, whatever it is but again it's, it's it's the ability to pretty much say whatever you want with very little consequences. With no
0: consequences really
1: um, yeah, well it depends I mean if, if you're if using you per- yeah. if you don't have your name up there you're using a fake uh, mm-hmm. whatever avatar thing whatever they call it uh, yeah it is without consequence it is absolutely without consequence and it's disgusting most of
0: the time yeah it's just and we talked about this is national happiness, happiness day. day look at, it's the one and i'm upset now I know, like I'm, I, I'm wild I'm, about it yeah because i just find it i i just like i say and i know you know even with our texting line and i've talked to sid <laughs> you know over the years about this where i'll go look at this and he'll you know and he'll say you know the person who texted that has already forgotten they texted it
1: yeah but i haven't
0: they're just sitting in a parking lot and they were like oh Don't know how that guy got his job, right? How did you get your job? You're awful. And then he's gone off to go shopping or whatever. But you're like, oh, so something that I've worked hard to try and be good at, you just dismissed Mm -hmm. in a single text, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm not happy. Now I'm grumpy.
0: Well, let's... Here's a little song I wrote, you might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, to be happy. We're
1: trying, man.
0: In every life we have some trouble. Hmm. That's funny, as I reply to a text. Okay. How about this text? Uh, And thank you so much for sharing, uh, Dale. I suffer from depression and have all my adult life. In December of 2017, I found myself spiraling downwards and I took a look at what was a major contributor. Surprise, Facebook. I made the decision that on January 1st, 2018, I would close my account. I sent a broadcast notice to all my friends stating what my intentions were, and at the stroke of midnight on December 31st closed my account. There is no doubt that the first three weeks were very hard, akin to quitting smoking, mm-hmm. but I soon felt better, and my mood has not been this good since 2012 when I first joined Facebook. Social media is my albatross, and I choose to sail through life without it. From Dale in BC. Thank you for sharing that, Dale.
1: Um... Yeah, this quote Mark Twain, old Mark Twain co Twain Mark Twain Quote, uh, the more I get to know people, the more I like my dog. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, this text, I've worked very hard and I've lost 34 pounds so far And getting back into clothes. Nice. I haven't worn in nearly th- three years. Makes me very happy. Way to go. Graham says he would like to, uh, to experience uh, owning a new Corvette. <laughs> he would still like to do that. <laughs> I know my uh, husband that would like to do that, too. And this one, you know what? Happiness is an inside job. Just saying. And Lori and Mill Woods, when we talked about traveling, they suggested Mm -hmm. if you can uh, do some traveling. She says, cheer up. I love traveling. About six trips upcoming. Anticipation is the best. Sadly, have to continue to work to afford the travel. Yeah. (laughs) But sometimes it's the little trips, too. It's just a... even a day trip, just just getting out, and nice to always love just hopping on my motorcycle and you know heading out through Devon, Calmar, out Pigeon Lake, doing the doing the tour around Pigeon yeah. Lake, stopping for you know lunch and then come back come back in, just get away from the house for but, a while. But
0: you know, I, I don't know, I can't think of an expression that that you know capitalizes this properly. So, but you know along the lines of if you've never been sad you don't know what happy looks Mm. like Uh, the the brilliant part about working is getting off work I mean when you think about it (laughs) if you did nothing if you just stayed home and had enough money and whatever it sounds great but I love Fridays and I love days like today where Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be easy to do an hour and a half and and bolt right so Yeah, I mean, you know, and I don't hate my job or anything, but it it is a good feeling to sort of build towards a Friday and think about what you're going to do on those two days. And sort of like you just said, a mini vacation every weekend. Long weekends are the best. Double long weekends are even. conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the afternoon news on 630 Chen, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. We'll be right back.
1: right back. Uh, it's 2.35 on the shortened edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. We'll be making way for the City Ford Face-Off show starting in just an hour's time. Uh, but still, lots to get through in the next hour, including uh, pot at the border. And, you know, as we count down to the legalization of marijuana in Canada, I know we thought it was going to be July 1st. It's going to be <laughs> sometime yeah. uh, this year. There's some, there's some questions and some advice being offered up about what to do when you're crossing the border into the U.S.,
0: yeah, it's interesting this article. Uh, it's coming about as a result. There's an American immigration lawyer who was in Ottawa on Monday um, to shed light on issues that could get worse when pot is legalized. He is saying, uh, and he uses a great example, that even though pot becomes legal, marijuana becomes legal in Canada, even if you're traveling from Canada, specifically to a state where it's also legal, Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean that you can just freely say that you smoke marijuana.
1: Well, it's in the U.S. You have to remember it's a state thing. It's not a federal.
0: It's not all of the states. That's what's confusing because you think, well, I'm going to Colorado or I'm going to wherever. But yeah, federally, marijuana is still not legal. But state wise, it is in certain states. So what he's saying is that while not all border patrol may ask the question, if they do, if they say, well, do you smoke marijuana? He's saying that if you answer yes, that you'll be turned around and sent back. And that, and we all know that the, you know, and that this is true of both the United States and Canada, that border patrol have carte blanche mm-hmm. um, authority. They can turn you away on a suspicion. They can turn you away on a hunch. But if you openly say that you smoke marijuana, even though you're coming from a country that, at that point now, where it's legal, to a state in which it's also legal, that they could turn you away. And the the ramification of that is you're, you'll have an exclusionary order placed upon you, meaning that you're going to be banned from going to the United States for the rest of your life, unless you get a waiver each time you wanna go. And I've got a friend who has to get a waiver right. each time and it's a pain. He has to uh, oftentimes drive down to a border crossing, yes, put yeah. in the paperwork, whatever. And the example that he used, uh, do you remember uh, the uh, snow, was it a snowboarder? The- Ross Rebliotti. Reb- 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 yeah, that guy, Ross. So. He tested positive during the Olympics for marijuana, mm. which, you know, as Canadians, we kind of embraced. like, wow, that is not a performance enhancing drug, enhancing yeah. drug at yeah. all. Like you did it. What? Really? Um, it, now, he lost his medal and he got his medal back. But then he appeared on The Tonight Show and on The Tonight Show, he said he smoked marijuana. Well, he got an exclusionary order placed against him as a result of well, that. Can
1: I just say, I don't think that that should have happened either because he didn't admit to it at the border crossing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it seems, All right, that ra- seems
1: a little. That seems a little odd to me, but
0: okay, that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. So here's where it gets a little confusing, though. You have to sort of read into this a little bit. Um, this American immigration lawyer said, and I'm quoting him, I, I don't want to paraphrase because I want you to hear what he said, not every, uh, uh, not every officer asks this question. It's discretionary. But if you're asked this question, I've always told clients you're under no obligation to say yes. It's not a question that is required to be answered at port of entry. You're not lying if you say nothing. And the question is what? Have you or do you smoke marijuana? So my question is, and I don't want to test this in person, if an immigration officer, because it's not a mandatory question is what he's saying. So if an immigration officer asks the mandatory question, what's the purpose of your visit? How long will you be staying? How much money do you have with you? Do you have whatever? And then you answer all of those accurately. And then he says, do you smoke marijuana? I don't know if the lawyer is saying that my answer should be, I don't want to answer that question. Because it seems to me with their authority...
1: They can turn you around. They'll turn me around that. right there. So what he's saying is that if you do, is he saying, or if the question is, have you ever smoked marijuana? Yeah, is he
0: saying to lie? A lawyer suggesting he, you lie? That's that seems what it weird.
1: sounds like to me.
0: I guess, and you know, again, I'm not a border patrol or a lawyer, but my, my guess would be he's saying that they won't always ask it. Right. So if they don't ask it, you don't volunteer any information. If they do ask it, you don't have to answer it. If you do answer it and say yes, you're going to get turned back. But you may get turned back by saying, I don't want to answer that question. That's the thing. But you won't get an exclusionary order put on you because you didn't admit to it. If I
1: don't want to answer that question, I think part of it would be, sir, ma'am. Yeah. um, what will happen if I don't want to answer that question? What will happen if I don't answer that question?
0: I see. Am I obliged to answer that question? I, I think even that. So would in get turn, you back. then
1: I would just say no. So I would lie and so just say no.
0: So you just made that admission. Now if you're if you're like the snowboarder, what if there's a U.S. border patrol officer listening to this show right now who works at the Edmonton Airport and we're going on a listener trip and they say, "I heard you guys talking about this." I didn't and- say I lied. Well, I'm not going to push this point <laughs> at all because I don't want to be responsible saying, for 40 that listeners. I think
1: that's probably what would what most people would do because here's the thing, if, if there are so many people I think probably out there, your college days or whatever, yeah. you know, like Obama,
0: <laughs> right? Like Justin Trudeau. Like
1: Justin Trudeau. All of all of these things that you might have tried. It's not a daily part of your life. Mm-hmm. It's not whatever. You don't have, uh, you know, the, the, the approval for medical marijuana, whatever it is. But you tried it. It's a one-off, whatever it was. Really?
0: Yeah, I guess those are the two. Those are two different questions, but they can ask either because they can ask anything they want. Right. If I I don't think that they're in the business of trying to turn back, you know, tourists trying to go to Vegas for the weekend. Um, I think they're trying to control drugs. So. I suspect that if they asked, and again, just a suspicion, have you ever tried marijuana? That's more of a question like, have you ever lied to me? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right? Because for the reasons you just Mm -hmm. said. If, If a border patrol asked me, a border guard asked me, have you ever... Tried marijuana? I'd have a hard time lying with a straight face and saying no.
1: My my question also would be: Is why are you answering that? Why are you asking me that question? Have I ever tried it? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're asking me, do I smoke it on a regular basis now? That might then be no. a different story. Yeah, it's easy to answer. But that have that you one. ever tried it?
0: Well, I know that there was a woman in BC, and I did this story a few years ago, um, where that was the question: Have you ever tried marijuana? And she said yes, and they excluded her. Now, they may have had other reasons or hunches, or they may have had clues, you know, that they, and they, they found this as a convenient way to exclude her. But, uh, I talked to her, I interviewed her and she was just like, I don't know what they wanted me to do. Lie, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Who hasn't was her reaction, but they excluded her. So for her now to go to the United States, she has to get this exclusion order every time. It's yeah, it's quite something. And somebody asking, does Trudeau have one? No, but He could. They could easily, they legally um, place that on Trudeau because he's admitted to it.
1: You guys are funny us today. (laughs) Hmm. The year answer is no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about this text? Just say no. Who cares? Well, if you're found to be lying.
1: How are they going to find that you're lying, though?
0: Well, these days, I mean, it depends. Are they
1: going to go back? No,
0: if it were you or I. And I'm not saying we would ever lie to a customs official or immigration official, but I'm a trusted traveler. I have a <clears> nexus card. That's right. So if you know, have you ever tried? And I said no. They'd have. Uh, there's no picture of me. No, ex- none. No picture exists of me with marijuana. But if if you were a regular user, more frequently, and they went to your Facebook, Twitter, you know, they don't even have to have a picture. They just have to find you making a comment about it.
1: Mm. I know, it's... um...
0: (laughs) It worries me every... Make your own decision, folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just know that they have uh, total authority. (sighs) I guess, you know, if we learned, if we gleaned nothing else from this conversation, this would be what we gleaned. It is not legal to travel from Canada once marijuana is legalized to a, a state in which it is legalized. It is still not legal to say you... Currently, smoke marijuana.
1: Not that it's not legal. I mean, it,
0: it can get you excluded, or a turned back. Uh, that's
1: going to be interesting, isn't it? I
0: think that's we're going to see. Happens. Yeah, well, you know what? And we're going to have to see what stance they want to take. Do they want to have a zero tolerance stance? Do they want? What is it they want to do? And because what has
1: Canada done over the years when you've had people coming across at whatever border?
0: Mm-hmm. It is. Well, there's the uh, B.C.-Washington border, right? Whatever that's called. Uh, Is
1: pot legal in Washington?
0: Yes, it is. But again, I mean, that's a great example right there. I don't know if it's legal in Montana. It's legal now in Nevada, right? So you could be flying from Edmonton to Nevada to go to Las Vegas.
1: Interesting. A friend of mine was in Vegas over the weekend, and there was uh, photos up, and it was uh, warnings of a $300, $500 fine if you smoked cigarettes, and there was a picture of a cigarette or a marijuana
0: leaf in the rooms. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at them getting their new signs up. We saw it last time we were down there. Well, I shouldn't say we saw it. We smelt it. Not in the casino. I think it's not allowed, but we certainly smelt it outdoors.
1: Montana has legalized medical marijuana. Washington has legalized recreational and, me- and medical. So does Oregon, California, Nevada, Colorado, uh, Maine, Vermont, and Massachusetts, as well as um, um, Alaska. And then there's a number of other ones that have legalized medical marijuana as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: And You know, I love to watch those shows, those uh, Border Patrol shows. You see stories like that constantly where somebody says, and it's usually the other way around. It's usually somebody coming from a state which allows legalized marijuana who has marijuana on them, and they'll go, no, 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 I'm, I'm from Colorado or I'm from wherever, and it's legal there, and here's the paperwork, and they're like, yeah, but it's not legal here yet. So you just smuggled marijuana into Canada. The opposite is now going to be true. Well, hey, wait a minute, it's legal up here. Yeah, but it's not here federally so you can't bring it you can't declare it you can't say that you use it you're, you're going to get like charged to get,
1: i think we need to i, I want to i don't know how or if we can get someone from uh borders borders? i would love that about, too. about marijuana i mean because right now as someone said you guys are kind of ta- talking hypothetical kind of hi- hypothetical but the fact is this is what the story was and this That's is what right. this lawyer was right and, and the
0: thing is the border crossing uh, specifically the united states border crossing well canada too has always been hypothetical, really. There's certain things that are illegal, yes, and they're very easy. You can't smuggle, you you can't, you know, you can't smuggle drugs, you can't bring in fresh fruit, you can't bring in, you can't have been on a farm. The, yeah, yeah, like there's lots of stuff that's absolutely black and white. But their ability both ways to turn you back has also always been... It's always been absolute. Hypothetical, Well, but it's has been absolute. Absolutely. But they can... I mean, I almost got turned back once at the Edmonton airport because Mm -hmm. the customs agent, the U.S. customs agent, was confident that I had been to Vegas the month before. And I hadn't. And they just said, you know, oh, you're going back to Vegas. And I went, yeah, it's been a few months. And she, she said, no, it was last month.
1: And so what's the problem with that?
0: The fact that I lied to her, and that's oh, I that's. See. But I didn't lie to her. I, I said no, I wasn't there last month. She goes, I processed you. I went, you didn't. And she goes, you've got a very distinctive last name, and I remember it. And you're just like, okay, so what's going on what here? Should be
1: in the computer that was right in front of her.
0: Well, she scanned it, but then what happened was she looked and went, oh, do you have a brother, Bob? And I was like, yeah, oh, he went to Vegas last month. I'm like, okay, it was the last name that she remembered. And the point was not that I can't go every I can go every weekend if I want. I can't lie to a customs official and she thought I was lying. Well, we've been talking about uh, an American immigration lawyer who went to Ottawa on Monday to shed some light on an issue that could get worse once uh, marijuana is legalized in Canada. His suggestion is uh, to not answer the question, have you tried or do you use marijuana when crossing into the states, even though it's legalized at that point in Canada and possibly the state you're crossing into. He's saying that federally, still not legal in the United States and you could get turned back.
1: Jordan's on the phone. Hey, Jordan, what do you want to say?
0: Hey, guys. Um. I just wanted to kind of confirm what you guys were talking about because I missed the first half of it. I just wanted to know what it was all about, but you guys just answered that. Yeah, there you go. It's just one of those interesting things because some people are texting us uh, for clarification. Others are saying, you know, well, if I don't smoke dope, it's no big deal. Well, of course not. (laughs) Of course not. But the question becomes... Uh, What do you do if an immigration officer from the United States asks the question, do you or have you ever smoked marijuana? And this lawyer is suggesting that if you answer, I have, that you could be excluded from entering the United States and have an order placed against you. So his suggestion is not to answer the question. His suggestion is not to lie. His suggestion is simply (laughs) not answer the question. Just don't answer, just leave it blank. Because I'm going to Orlando soon, and I don't know, I'm from Canada. I live close to so, of course, it's more weed. Right. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll say no to that. Because, what, they won't let me in if I say yes, maybe? They're, they're saying that there's, uh, the possibility. there's the possibility. Although these days, uh-huh, you yeah. know, it's still not legal in Canada yet. So, you no. wouldn't. But, you know, I don't have a card and I can still order it online and it gets sent right to my door. Yeah, don't bring that up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's not a mandatory question. So the, right. the likelihood is that they won't ask you at all unless they have reason to suspect, which would be that they can smell it on you or whatever. Or And right. for heaven's sakes, don't have any on your possession, right? Yeah, it's easy enough to find if you want to. It's just it's not even a drug anymore. It's better than alcohol, so.
1: Yeah, there you go. Jordan, go. thanks for the phone call. Take it easy. Yeah, you do guys too. Thanks. All right. Hmm. Hmm. It's a little bit of a weird conundrum, isn't
0: it? It, it sort of is because, you don't. I, listen, I and don't again, want to lie to an immigration guy, officer. And
1: this is just what this guy is saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's a funny thing. Like, uh, I don't worry about that. But to be honest with you, it does cross my mind every time I travel into the United States. And it's happened on two occasions where they ask me what I do for a living. Mm. Right. And so I always answer these days. Oh, I co-host a radio show on uh-huh. 630 Chet. I could also answer that I do perform stand-up comedy. But then they
1: might think you're going to have Now do I'm work. going
0: into secondary yeah. to discuss what's happening in Vegas. You
1: can Google this story; it's at uh, globalnews.ca. Uh, you can check it out uh, there. It's the headline is Why telling a U.S. border guard you've smoked pot could be dangerous, even once it's legalized.
0: The 6:30 Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on 6:30 Chad.